Oregon and Washington are headed to the Big Ten. What does this mean for the Terps? We'll talk about it on Locked On Terps. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, co-host of Locked On Terps, joined by Zach Kurlander, my other co-host of Locked On Terps, and we're excited today to bring you this episode, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And in case you missed the news, Oregon and Washington are headed to the Big Ten in 2024, and I think this is huge news for not only the Big Ten, but I think it also is going to hurt the Terps in ways. It's going to help the Terps, and it's going to be an exciting time for the Big Ten. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy that Oregon and Washington are joining the Big Ten. They're also following USC and UCLA. I think it makes it a lot more competitive with the Big Ten. Maryland's it could help Maryland get some big wins, but it could also make the schedule a lot harder. Yeah, the Big Ten is going to be an 18-team league now, but it's going to be exciting matchups. We're going to get to go on the road to play Oregon. We're going to get to play USC now. We're going to get Washington, and it's, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be harder to win a Big Ten championship, a Absolutely. lot harder, but I'm excited to play some of these big brands in college football, and Maryland is exactly where they want to be. We want to be in the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. It's the SEC now. Those are the two conferences, and Maryland is in one. I'm actually really glad we left the ACC a couple years ago because the ACC looks like it might fall apart soon, so I think Maryland is exactly where they want to be in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think Maryland's in a really good spot right now. Well, they're obviously comfortable facing Michigan, Ohio State, teams like that. But now with all these big teams coming in, I think it could really give them a chance to, you know, get on the map and have some big wins in the next couple of years against teams like USC and UCLA. So I'm definitely excited. It's going to be tough. We'll see where it goes, though. I'm definitely fired up for them. Yeah, and don't forget that next year the Big Ten is getting rid of the conferences, so Maryland will no longer play Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State and those three schools every year. It'll be a completely different schedule. Some years we might have an easier schedule where we might play Indiana. We might play a Purdue. In other years, we might have a stacked schedule with Ohio State, USC, UCLA. It's just going to depend on what happens. But I'm excited, man. It's going to make the Big Ten more competitive, not only for football. I know a lot of people focus on the football, but also for basketball. Oregon usually has a really good team. USC has a good team this year with Bronny. He won't be there next year if we could play him. But yeah. it's going to be exciting times um, for those two teams to join the conference. Yeah, I think another aspect of all this, I think recruits will actually want to come to the Big Ten more. So I think Maryland, honestly, maybe gets an advantage, you know, being in the Big Ten. It's probably the maybe the biggest conference now outside of the SEC. So I think more players are going to want to come into the Big Ten. So I think it could help Maryland, but obviously Maryland's not going to get every single recruit, so it could hurt them in ways. But I'm definitely excited to see how it impacts the recruiting process for a bunch of these players. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. I think it'll help the recruiting. People are going to want to stay in the Big Ten, the local recruits. They won't really want to go to the ACC anymore. There's not going to really be a Pac-12 or the Big 12. The Big 12 is growing, but it's not going to be nearly as good as the Big 10 or the SEC is. They're going to want to stay home. And I look at recruits that want to go to Clemson. Like, we missed out on Darian Mayo. He was a local recruit. 
very yeah. highly rated guy that committed to Clemson. I look at guys like that that usually would maybe want to go play in the ACC for Florida State, play for Clemson. Maybe now they'll want to stay home and play for Maryland instead of some of those other brands because the Big Ten stacked. You're going to either want to be in the SEC or you're going to want to be in the Big Ten. Definitely, yeah. I think it's a big year for Maryland. I mean, the teams obviously aren't coming into the conference this year, so they still have a full season with just the regular schedule. So if Maryland has a good season and obviously hopefully the goal is to be in the bowl game, which they have been in the past couple of years, then I think it could help them a lot. I think Maryland's up and coming. I think a lot of players are going to want to come to Maryland and play in these big games. So I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a clash. It's going to be big programs. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited, man. It's going to be a good time to play USC, play UCLA, play Washington. And Washington has a really good team this year. I wish we could get a chance to play them or play Oregon this year. Those are new brands to the conference. It does bring a new challenge. It's Can we reach the Big Ten championship with all those teams? I mean, that's where Coach Loxley says the program is right now. It's ready to compete for Big Ten championships. But can we get there? With Oregon in the conference and USC in the conference, some of those brands, it's going to be really tough. Coach Loxley is going to continue to have to build the program. But with the expanded playoff, it doesn't have to be a Big Ten championship. Obviously, we're not there yet as a program, but that's where everyone wants to get to. When the playoff expands teams, maybe Maryland can have a chance if they put together a good recruiting class continuously, and they start to knock off some of those teams. I mean, this year we came close to beating Ohio State. We came close to beating Michigan. So you wonder if when these teams get to the conference, is it right on time for Maryland's schedule? Because right now, Coach Oxley said it, we're ready to compete for the Big Ten championship. If a couple of years these teams came to the Big Ten, we would have probably gotten smoked. But now we're close to ready to competing with some of these programs. So – I'm excited to see what Maryland can do. Yeah, definitely. I think Maryland is always in it in close games within like the first, I'd say, two quarters, three quarters, and then they kind of collapse towards the end of the game. So if Maryland can put good football for four quarters in, I think they can honestly beat any Big Ten team right now. Michigan, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, obviously those are the three probably best Big Ten schools. But I think Maryland is ready to take another leap. They took good strides from last year to – you know, this year. So we'll see what happens. We have a good team this year. I think more recruits will want to come and it's going to be exciting, especially to go and travel to California, go play USC, UCLA. USC is a big football school. So I'm excited to see those games. It definitely puts Maryland on national television, which is really cool for the school. Yeah. I mean, some of the times of the games might be kind of crazy. Like if you go there to one of those schools, you might be playing late, late at night, which will be interesting. Um, I think the players will like that. They'll like to play under the lights, you know, in front of national television in California. I mean, what's better than playing under the lights in California at night? So, I mean. Yeah, overall, I do think it's good for the program, competing against some of those schools. I'm excited to see what we can do. But next, we're going to talk about the Maryland players that have been added to different watch lists. And there's a couple of them, and we'll talk about it next. But first, we got to tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager 
for your small business and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free and a lot of people need jobs right now and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates to talk and faster and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply okay so now we're back and let's talk about a couple of terps that have been added to different watch lists starting with talia tongue viola added to the maxwell award watch list the maxwell is the best player in college football some other players that have been added were Caleb Williams of USC, Marvin Harrison, J.J. McCarthy, and other great players. So for Talia to be in that company for some of the best players who are going to be first-round draft picks is going to be is amazing for him. It's going to be hard for him to win that award, obviously. But don't forget Brock. Ba- list, don't forget Brock Bowers either. Brock Bowers is also on that list, of course. It's the best. Yeah, player. Brock Bowers is on that list. Yeah. Some of the best players in the country, and Talia. I mean, we'll see what happens, but he's one of the best players in the country. He's going to be an all-Big Ten player. It's preseason second team Big Ten behind J.J. McCarthy. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And I don't know if he can win it, but it's a team award. Guys at wide receiver are going to have to step up. The offensive line is going to have to play well. The running back room is going to have to play well. Roman Hemby is going to have to be elite. Caden Prather, transfer from West Virginia, is going to have to be an elite wide receiver one for Maryland to have any chance of Talia winning the award. Obviously, you don't expect him to win the award with names like Caleb Williams and others on the list. But, yeah, yeah what do you think about it? I think it's a big year for Tagovailoa, honestly. He's had some strides. He has games where he puts it together, and then he has some games where he just makes some careless errors. And I think if we can get a full, healthy season from him, I think this could be his best year yet. I mean, he's going into, what, his senior year, I think? Yeah, his senior year. Senior year, so he really has to put it together this year. Obviously, Tua, his brother, is on the Dolphins, so if he has aspirations for being in the NFL, I think this is the year. And honestly, he's got a good supporting cast. I just think they all have to put it together. They're going to have to have games where they're going to have struggles, obviously, but you can't just collapse. I mean, last year when we played Ohio State, we were in it for the whole entire game, and then we just collapsed after a couple of turnovers, and then we just gave up, so – I think if Tagovailoa really dials in, gets connected with his receivers, offense line, running backs, I think this offense could be really good and honestly underrated. So I'm definitely excited to see him. He deserves to be on that Maxwell Award watch list, honestly. He's a great leader, great teammate. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year, definitely. Yeah, he definitely does deserve it. He's pretty much broken every Maryland passing record. He deserves to be on that list, and I'm excited to see what he can do. I think this is one of the best skilled groups he has. A lot of people are going to talk about all the wide receivers they lost last year, Rakeem Jarrett, Demas, Copeland, but they got a couple of transfers and Chambers, Caden Prather, that are going to be really good. And don't forget, Jason Jones is back. We're going to talk about him in a second. But Roman Hemby is one of the best running backs in the conference and if they can come together and don't forget ty felton junior wide receiver he's going to be really good and so is octavian smith who was a freshman last year but he's going to be a really good player they're both really explosive and fast players the wide receiver room is deep and it's loaded and so if talia can find a way to distribute the ball to these guys like he has the past couple years 
I'm not saying he'll win it, but maybe he can be in the top five, top 10 candidates yeah. late in the year to win it. But I don't expect him to win the award, but you never know what happens. Crazier things have happened. So I'll be excited to see what he can do with those records, with those receivers, excuse me. Um, but next, moving on to Jason Jones. The six-year wide receiver was selected to the Paul Horning Award preseason watch list. Yeah, I think it's weird. I think Maryland has always had a really good receiver on their team. I mean, they've had DJ Moore in the past, Stefan Diggs. Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Dimas last year were honestly super talented. Just injuries kind of bugged them throughout their career. So I think Maryland's always had a good receiver or two. And also running backs. They've always had fast running backs. Anthony McFarland, I don't know if you guys know him. He played for the Steelers a little bit. Was really good at Maryland. So this guy, I mean, he led Maryland receiving yards last year. He's definitely the best route runner on the team. Six-year player, outstanding leader for the Terps. He knows what he has to do to get it done this year. I think he's primed for a big season. And just to name some other players on this watch list, like Emeka Mbuka, the guy on Ohio State, he's probably going to be a first-rounder first rounder this year. Will Shipley, Clemson's running back. I mean, it feels like he's been playing forever, to yeah. be honest. He, he's very good. And then Travis Hunter, Colorado guy, you know, following Deion Sanders. He's a stud, cornerback, receiver. He does it all, so – I'm excited. I think he's going to be really good this year. We need him, honestly, to be really good. He's going to be going against number one corner. So I think he's primed for a big season. So I hope, hopefully he puts it together. We just need everyone to stay healthy. I think the only thing that's been holding this offense back really is injuries. So we really just got to hone in. And I think this guy's going to be a stud this year. Yeah, the whole point of this award was the most versatile player in the country. So if he can make a couple big returns in the punt game, I'm guessing he'll return punts. That's what he did a lot last year. I don't think he'll return kicks because that was usually Ty Felton or Octavian Smith. I expect those two to return the kicks. But if he can become a really big punt returner, I'm not expecting him to take one to the house or anything, but maybe if he gets one or two of those, some big games, then maybe he can be on this list later in the season and we can see what he can do. But I'm excited to see what, um, Jason Jones can do this year. He's one of the best wide receivers in the country, honestly. A slot guy. Yeah. He separates. But let's see how explosive he can be this year. This is a sixth year. He's a grad student now. If he wants any aspirations of playing in the NFL, it's going to have to be this year. He's going to be Talia's safety blanket. Talia's going to want to throw it to him a lot. He yeah. led the Terps in receiving last year, which is kind of crazy to think about because you think of Guys like Rakeem Jarrett and Copeland maybe were the more talented players at the time who both um, declared for the draft um, and went undrafted but got picked up by um, two teams. But Jayshon Jones, he led the team in receiving yards with a bunch of guys. So I'm excited to see what he can do and if he can continue this um, trajectory and keep himself yeah. on this list for sure. He just finds ways to get open. Like He's like a safety blanket for – Tagovailoa, honestly, in the middle of the field. He works the middle of the field really well. He sits in zone packages really well. He finds soft spots. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see this year because, like you said, we had a bunch of skill position players last year who were probably taking most of the attention from the defense. So, he was really going to have to step up this year. But I have a lot of faith in him. So, he needs to put on a good year. So, we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And then you looked at Colton Spangler – he just got nated to the Ray Guy Award preseason watch list, which is the top punter in the country. We got to give the punters some love. 
Um, he's one hopefully of the best. We won't have to punt the ball that much this year. I'll yeah, hopefully we won't have to punt the ball with the explosive offense we have. But yeah, um, I'm excited for him. He's one of the best punters in the country. People aren't really going to talk about him, but he's an All Big Ten honorable mention the last couple of years. So he just got a word to the watch list, and let's see, maybe oh, we can have the best punter in the, the country. NFL. He'll probably make it to the NFL eventually. Yeah, right. he probably will. He is a big. He can punt the ball pretty far. So let's yeah. see what he can do. He's. I had to give him his respect for being on yeah. the award list too. Um, but next, we're going to talk about the Maryland basketball Rome trip a little bit. There's no film of the games, but we got all the inside coverage, and we'll tell you about it next. So the Maryland basketball Rome trip has gone really exciting so far. They've won both games. It hasn't been close. I'm guessing the teams they are playing right now aren't very good. But I think the biggest storyline coming out of these two games is Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith look to both make an early impact, and it looks like they're both starting. So I'm excited that they're playing really well, especially Kaiser. He's put up 17 the last game and 13 the first game. So Kaiser has shown scoring ability right off the bat. Yeah, I mean – this team has so much potential if these two young guys can really be impact players this year. I got to shout out Jamie Kaiser really quickly. He follows me on Twitter. That's my guy. But I think a lot of people overshadowed him because Deshaun Harris-Smith is obviously the stud, five-star, four-star. I mean, he's rated differently on a lot of sites. But Jamie Kaiser, I think, is the most college-ready, I would say, out of the freshman recruiting class. So to see him already producing at a high level, I mean, obviously these are like games in Italy so it's not as competitive I'd say in the Big Ten but just seeing him put up 17 13 points in both of the games having steals and rebounds it shows a lot shows that he's not you know he's confident he wants the ball he plays hard on defense so having him do that is super exciting then obviously you know Deshaun Harris Smith's going to be a stud I'm really not worried about him he could put up zero points in the first two games and I really wouldn't care that much I think he's going to be sick this year so this team has a lot of potential. If those two guys can really be impact players and not be overshadowed by bigger and obviously more experienced players in the Big Ten. Yeah, and I think an underrated storyline is Jamie Kaiser had six steals in the first yeah. game, yeah. which is kind of crazy to think about. I mean, we were talking about him being maybe a liability defensively because of he's not the most quick That's athlete right. and twitchy guy. But six deals in his first game, I mean, we're not going to overreact to a Rome trip game, but six deals yeah. is really good. And Deshaun Harris-Smith did exactly what you would want from him. He had 10 points, seven rebounds, and five assists in game one, which is awesome for him because that's what you kind of want for him. He's going to be an all-around guy. He's not going to obviously record a triple-double in college basketball. That's really hard to do with how it works, but – He's going to do everything. He's going to score a little bit. He's going to rebound the ball. I think that's one of the most important parts of his game. He rebounds the ball really well for a guard, and he's going to play defense really well, and he's going to dish the ball. He's just an all-around guy, and that's why he was one of the best players in the country and a highly rated four-star. But for some of the other stats, Julian Reese led the way in both games, had 14 in game one and 15 in game two. So he's he was really good. He's, he, I, I'll make a bold prediction. I think he's going to win Big Ten Player of the Year. I think he's going to be a stud. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, I think he's going to be very good this year. Yeah, that would be crazy. His efficiency is really good. So, I mean, you know, he's not going to make threes, many threes. 
He's not the best free throw shooter, but he gets rebounds. He plays good defense. He hustles. All I think he needs to work on is staying out of foul trouble and finishing through contact. And I think his year, honestly, his potential is through the roof. I, I, this guy's really good. He literally just needs to stay on the court. No fouls, and we'll be fine. But I think the starting five is going to be really good this year. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. And talk about efficiency. Dante Scott put a 12 in game two, shot 71%. Which is really exciting for him. The couple clips I put online showed him making a three. It looked really clean. It looked pretty. He's looked. He's worked on his shot a lot throughout the years, and he's gotten a lot better at that. And so for him, that's exciting for him. And don't forget Jameer Young, probably our best player right now. Him or Reese? Definitely. Jameer Young put up twelve points in game one, and then second game led the way with nineteen points. Also, shot sixty-four percent from That's the field, huge. which is really good, and had four assists and four steals too. So the Rome trip looks to be going well so far. We didn't really get much about Jonathan Lamothe because we really only got the top five scores. But yeah. he he did play. I saw in the clip with Jamie Kayser when he um, drove to the basket. Jonathan Lamothe was also in there. So I'm guessing they rotated through all the guys. But – there wasn't too much information about that. They didn't want to live stream it. They don't want people to be able to start scouting for the year. But those were the kind of biggest storylines for the game is Jamie Kayser and Deshaun Harris-Smith quickly enforcing themselves into the starting lineup. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the starting five I'd have to assume is going to be Dante Scott, Jamie Kaiser, Julian Reese, Deshaun Harris-Smith, and Jameer Young. So – to see those guys working well together in August is really exciting. I mean, they still got a couple of months to figure it out, but we're going to need more pieces. You know, people are going to have to step up on the bench because I think last year our depth was honestly our problem. We lost guys like Akeem Hart, Ian Martinez. So we're going to need guys to step up. But our starting five, honestly, can compete with any starting five in the Big Ten, I think, if Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith really step up. Yeah, it's really, it's really about those two because – the other three guys are proven. We know what we're going to get from Reese. We know what we're going to get from Young. Those are two of the best players in the Big Ten. They're going to be preseason all-Big Ten type of guys. But can Kaiser come in and be elite? Can Deshaun Harris-Smith come in and be an elite freshman and one of the best freshmen in the country and be Big Ten freshman of the year type of players? That's what you kind of need from them. And Kaiser looks like he's going to be the best scorer of the three right away, which kind of could – be expected because he's the yeah. best shooter in the class and he's yeah. one of the best shooters overall in the whole class but definitely the best shooter on the maryland um freshman incoming class he can really shoot the ball so right away he's going to be doing that i saw he made three threes in the second game Ooh. which makes sense that's how he's going to rack up points he's going to be catch and shoot deshaun harris smith will more play make a little bit yeah. but jamie's just going to come off screens he's going to shoot the ball yeah, I think Kevin Willard is going to have a lot of fun with these two freshmen. I mean, they've got two guys who are already making big impacts on the team as freshmen. That's obviously something you want to see. Jameer Young, I think people don't talk about him enough. He was probably one of the best players in the country, not the Big Ten, in the country last year. He was probably a rock on our team last year, I want to say. But he had games where he wasn't shooting efficiently, but he'd still hustle at 100%. So having him come back this year was probably the biggest move that Maryland had this whole entire year because if you lost Jameer Young, Hakeem Hart, I'd say if Jameer Young doesn't come back, I'd be willing to say Dante Scott 
probably also leave. So having those two guys come back, yeah, being veterans for these freshmen and this young team, it's a young, I mean, Julian Reese is only a junior. So I think this team has a lot of potential. They're going to have games where they struggle. Obviously freshmen don't always have these numbers, 17 points, 10 points on a good efficiency. So I'm excited to see this team. Obviously, going back to the beginning with the whole recruit, with the whole Oregon and Washington, USC, UCLA joining the Big Ten, I think it's just going to honestly put Maryland in the same position as the football team. People are going to want to come to the Big Ten. They're going to want to come to Maryland. They're going to want to watch these games. So I'm really excited for the future of Maryland football and also basketball. Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about more about Maryland basketball recruiting, but their queen is on the list and he's crystal ball to Maryland right now. Top 10 player in the country. We'll talk, about that. we'll talk about that a ton. And then Jaden Mustoff, four star point guard just released his top six and Maryland is in it. So if we can get those two guys, those are going to be the top guys. We're going to be set up. And I think like what you said, people are going to want to be in the big 10 now, even in yeah. basketball. I mean, basketball, maybe to a, tiny bit of a lesser extent but still the big 10 is going to be probably one of the best basketball conferences in the country i don't know what's going to happen to the acc but i'm excited for where the team's going what kevin willard's doing in recruiting and how these freshmen are performing i wish that they would give us more stats the whole stat book instead of just the five starters but it's clear that it's a very balanced attack and I'm excited about the football. I'm excited about the basketball team. I think both teams are going up. And Ooh, that's all we have today. But tomorrow we're going to talk about Maryland and Coach Loxley saying that they're going to compete for the Big Ten Championship this year. And if that's realistic, we'll give you a little bit of the recruiting news and all of that. But subscribe for more. And thanks for listening today on Locked on Terps.